Why don't we have pink ladies jackets? I don't know. Oh, you know what? I was a pink lady one year for Halloween. Do they still but then, have pink lady jackets? They still make them, yeah. But then when we were when I was rewatching, uh, Rizzo says something to about Sandy. She's too pure to be pink, and I was like, "Ooh, that actually might be me." Not me. Hi, everyone. It's still comfy with Nat and Jules. I'm Natalie Katona, your host of To All the Men I've Tolerated Before. You're on my YouTube sh channel, and if you are on our YouTube channel. You need to leave a comment because we're using a third-party um, system, and we won't know that you're here unless you say hello. Jules, take it. Hello, friends. I'm Julia Washington, your host of Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous, where we analyze pop culture through the lens of race or gender, and sometimes both. And to mirror what Natalie said, please tell us you're here. And if you're watching the replay on YouTube, you can still comment can in still real time. You can still answer the questions. You can still answer the questions because we'll probably go back and read them and respond to you. We Mostly because YouTube. to do. Yeah, well, and YouTube notifies us. Yeah, when it like, gives hey, us an comments. email. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, lady, someone likes you. And I'm like, really? They do? <laughs> really? <laughs> You like me. You like me. You like me. Um, we will be discussing. I didn't, hmm, 1977, is that one? 78. Movie? 78. You were close. We will be discussing the musical movie, 1978, Grease, starring Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta. <laughs> what? How did I just say his name? I said it like he said Idina Menzel's name, <laughs> where I was just like, this is his name. <laughs> so my dad used to call him John Revolta when we were growing oh, up. That's why that, I chuckled, because that's that how I sense. heard his name growing up. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. I think he falls into my category of they really don't care if the man can sing on these musical movies. I was like, I was watching it. I was like, can John Travolta not sing? Was I lied to? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just so used to it that I have no opinion. Right. It's like you just remember that he was able to sing and that it was sexy and he was yeah. hot. Um, well, he was then, hot in those tight little pants. When I was looking at him this time, I was like, in his little short I would one hundred percent send a drink, send the drink he sent me back, and be like, "No, thank you, sir. I'm not interested." Right. But would you? Yeah. I'm just gonna... Kaniki, however, Kaniki could send over all the drinks. <laughs> Ew. Okay. This brings me to my first point. This has never. Um, taken my focus off of the movie before because I was a child but this go around I couldn't not notice that they were all 40 and then I oh. looked up their actual ages 100%. and they were all in their early 30s late 20s and I was like but you all look like you're 47 yeah Olivia Newton-John <laughs> was 31 I believe yeah yeah Rizzo was 33 so yeah. I would like this to count as my audition for the next time we're doing Grease. Yeah, that's the thing that I'm just so confused about when it comes to Hollywood. Because on the one mm -hmm. hand, we have people who probably should be playing parents of preteens being teenagers. Right. And then on the other hand, we have people who are way too young to be playing high school kids. playing high Like, there's there's no, like, there's happy, no. true, happy middle. Where is but the like, like, 
because even with like 90210, like Tori Spelling was like 15, 16, but the rest of the cast was not. No. And same with like my so called life. Like well, everyone Hill was... that we covered all yeah. in season one for, they are all in their 20s except for James Lafferty. Yeah. And I understand to an extent because the rules are different when you have, you know, actors under 18 and like how much work they can actually do. With that said, you have now convinced me that I could play a high school student. And I will. And there are worse things I could do. And There's to add to this, when I was moving my child into college this last weekend, we were asked multiple times, which one of you is moving in? Mm-hmm. So now I'm really convinced. What? I will happily okay. play a college age or a senior in high school. What high school role do you want to take on? Because I've already decided Rizzo. I- I'll be Sandy. You want to be Sandy? I, I was going to let you Sandy. do any movie, but you know, if you want to be Sandy, hold on. Is oh, are me? we re- referencing this particular movie or it like in any, general? It can be with- anyone. Ooh, ooh, that's a bigger question. That's harder to answer. That's harder to answer, Natalie. I have to think about that a little bit deeper. Television shows that take place in high school that I would love to be on. Gossip Girl, the reboot. Uh But I'd want to be an adult in that one because I find Luke Kirby attractive. So I'd want to have an excuse to make out with him. I know uh-huh. we've, I know your opinions. You've judged me. It's fine. Um, I've judged you on so many men this episode already. I know we're like five minutes in. I don't want already. a hickey from Kanicki. I don't care if it's like a Hallmark card. <laughs> I'd have to, you know what? I got to get back to you on that answer because there. that's a big question. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, my actual first question was, because, you know, we open up to love is a many splendid thing, and they're jumping around in the ocean. They're not naked or making out. They've just, like, spent a summer looking at one another on the beach, I guess. (laughs) I mean, that's romantic, too. It is romantic. And I wondered, I was like, I wonder if Danny was, like, happy for the break from his, like, greaser lifestyle and having to be the leader of his dumbass friends. (laughs) I mean, if that's not a rhetorical question, I'm going to answer it because I think he was happy. I think he was happy. And I think it's validated when he's so excited to see Sandy when she comes back, when they're at the football game. Mm -hmm. And it's not just, oh, I'm so happy to see you because I also love you. It's like this whole rush of memories of not having to be this macho, machismo, gross guy. Like she let him be who he really is. Yeah. Um, over last week or the weekend, I was on the phone with my friend and I did say out loud, I just don't think anyone understands what it's like and how exhausting it is to be the coolest person that you know. And then her little girl who had just gone to the second grade, who's always doing hot girl shit too. She was like, I know. Right. And she didn't even say it like she was trying to be funny. (laughs) She said it like she was tired. Like she was 45 years old, chain smoking and tired. Oh, chain smoking. <laughs> She's like, I know, right? I was like, it is. I was like, it is. It's a lot of pressure to be the coolest person that you know. It really is. I don't know if I'm the coolest person I know. Well, 
but I do know that I have run in some pretty cool crowds. It's so, just exhausting. It, it is. is it can be. Yeah. It is exhausting to be the people who have to make sure that everyone's having a good time, to make sure that you're the coolest, that you're dressed the coolest, that you're <laughs> just, just letting all just casually taking <laughs> Instagram people oh, to tune in now. Just like literally like to be like Danny Zuko is exhausting. Like Kaniki gets it off easy because he gets to pretend like he's very cool, but he is the second. Like he's in number the next two life, in command. Yeah. Yeah. In the next life, I would like to be the second. I would like to be the LeFou to someone's guest on, if you will. You're better than LeFou though. LeFou is the LeFool. LeFool. But yeah. I just I feel like okay, here's the thing. They're all dumb, but Kaniki's the hottest one, in my opinion, because Danny looks great in tight pants, mm -hmm. teeny tiny tight pants, but Kaniki's got this whole, like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is either, because he has, like... We'll still be friends, Natalie. Just say it. I don't know. It's something about his face. He's not as bad as the guy who drives like the bad car, the bad man in the bad. Oh, car. they call the one they actually call actually crater, called face. crater Face. But I'm yeah. like, Kaniki, you need to put some more cream on your face before you just go slamming accusations. <laughs> well, he's 30, so um. So I was looking up the play because you know it's a mm -hmm. it's a musical a it stage a musical. musical first I've and seen I, it. so but okay here's what I learned <clears throat> the first run of the show was so vulgar and so yeah. over sexualized that like for the se so with every season that it runs it gets diluted down more and more They've so taken I'm out um you're the one that i want they don't do it in indiana that's the last time i saw grease live and they and i waited because that's the best one <laughs> you're not that's literally the song that makes it, i mean i know that there's grease is the word but and no then my, and then my sister tried to be like well that one was the one that was written for the movie and i was like shut up that was hopelessly devoted to you like i don't know my grease facts <laughs> So I'm over here like, well, I want to see the original 1971 version that was deemed so vulgar. The movie is pretty vulgar. Because the movie is pretty fucking vulgar. Yeah. I was telling my therapist today, I was like, you know, like, number one, Grease was like the first PG-13 movie that I got to watch behind my parents' back. Mm, so it was like that. the one that no one signed off on. And then like my Aunt Melissa was like, we're going to watch Grease. And then she like got me the soundtrack. And I used to perform said soundtrack to all of my stuffed animals with my karaoke machine. The movie soundtrack, right? Not the yes, stage. The movie, the movie soundtrack. I played all of the roles. It did convince me that I could sing, and you're welcome because I sing on every episode now of the show. <laughs> so you can blame my aunt. <laughs> we blamed her for things before. Or we could thank her. It's or we really could thank her. all about Or we could all get her something for Mother's Day. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but watching it as a 30-year-old, because then it also becomes one of those things that you put on the background, but you go into like a fugue state. Because yeah. you're like, I've seen Grease 18 times. I don't need to pay attention to what she's saying. 
I know what's going to happen. I know the beats. Yeah. And so then you have to pay attention to it because I have to write an outline for a show. And I'm like, Rizzo, what the fuck did you just say about <laughs> relish? Yeah. She'll eat that hot dog. She'll eat that hot dog. Which is only, a euphemism. Which is a euphemism. <laughs> Everything that Rizzo says is a bad euphemism. Yeah. And I was like, is this how they got like through the censors they were like they're talking about hot dogs but they're really talking about dick <laughs> like i mean but in grease lightning he's like the chicks will cream for grease lightning and grease i'm lightning like how the my- shit did that not get axed grease lightning was my favorite one to perform to my stuffed animals in my bedroom because you got to do the motion the the grease lightning yeah. running down the- grease- i now i don't even know <laughs> grease lightning. yeah yeah grease lightning go grease lightning but yeah um, chicks will cream. I didn't know they said we'll get their tits or they'll show their tits or something for yeah. grease lightning. We'll yeah. get the tits for grease lightning. It's what yeah. I had to because I was this might be the first time I've watched caption with caption. Yeah. And I was like, what did you just say? Yeah. <laughs> about did. that car. You know, the, our local like art house in town uh-huh. does a sing-along version, and I've never gone because the frenzy of the Greece people. Because as you know, and me and your in your list the listeners oh, you on have- your show won't know this, but the listeners on my show will know this. George Lucas is from my town, and American Graffiti yeah. is his you know, a film he did your based on town is greasers. <laughs> yeah and so we cruising it's a whole thing the month of june you come you see cars it's a whole thing de- devoted to it so the fucking so greece has a different impact mm-hmm. in modesto because it's like an extension of the american graffiti life oh and God. like it's so i've never gone to the sing-along because i'm just scared that it's gonna be like you know, it's gonna be men who really think that they're John Travolta, or just like you know, really pitchy, squealy. Oh, it's gonna be that. <laughs> but now there's no way to hide. I should go next time they do it, and, and then like go live. live. <laughs> and you should be live. Listen, I'm I'm listen. I sing my pitchy little heart out to hopelessly devoted to you. And have you ever seen that song about a crush? Like, have you ever yeah. been, like, real down in the dumps? Yeah. Because, like, you had to go to a, a school dance alone and you watched your crush be with someone else at the dance. Mm-hmm. And then you waited until you got home to, like, softly cry and be like, yeah. but now there's nowhere to hide. Yeah. No, yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm here for a sing-along. I'm just, like, the fanaticism is what scares yeah. me. Um, Grease is the word, and you heard. It's got groove, it's got feeling. Yeah. The other thing, too, like, the overt, like, obvious, like, women are clearly here for one thing and one thing only. Like, when when Rizzo says to Sandy, true love and he didn't lay a hand on you sounds like a creep to me. No, Rizzo. No, no. Rizzo. That's not right. I get it, though. <laughs> I get that, like, Rizzo's just down for a good time. And, like, give it up to the girls who want to fuck. Like, I get it. No, I'm not saying... That's not what I'm saying, Natalie. I'm saying that the dance moves, especially at the end, when Homeboy's, like, doing this to Frenchie. And, like, um, you know, how Danny's constantly forcing himself on Sandy. And she's like, Danny, no. 
Like, no, Danny. Like, he's a no, dog. Danny. Pop him on his nose. Bad boy. Bad Danny. <laughs> I'm just saying that as a person who has religious trauma, it's one of the episodes. Check it out. We've got a viewer. Let's see if they've commented. Because I'm on hello. the wrong screen. Hello, viewer. Oh, tell yeah. us tell, tell us, us where, where you are. From. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, as someone who has religious trauma, check it out. It's one of the episodes. <laughs> Um, I feel like dating hasn't changed that much from Greece. I feel like you're no. still going to a yeah. bad diner. Yeah. That guy can't pay for your Sunday. <laughs> if his dudes are there, he will be an asshole to you. Yeah. And he's still going to feel like he has the audacity to feel you up. Yeah. Because he took you to the drive through. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But I'd rather strand, you know, get he's got you, you'll get stranded at the drive in right. if you're gonna try and fill me up and it's only the second date. Well, I don't know, I'm a grown up now, so that might be different. But 20 years ago, I probably would not yeah, have I don't been. got time. To 20 play. years ago, yeah, 20 years ago, I would have been like, Sandy, Danny, how dare you? And then when she slams the door, I didn't understand until I was an adult that oh, that he was hard, yeah, and I was like, oh, <laughs> it was like. Because, you know, you're like, it couldn't have hit him that much. Like, doors latch. Yeah. Like, they stop. It's not like they just keep going and then you're like, oh, it's because oh, he's no, hard. He's, he's hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, ha- like, how was I allowed to ever watch this? I don't know. I would like for everyone, whether you're listening to the replay or being here right now, I want you to tell us your favorite dirty part of Grease. <laughs> yes, there's so many. The whole movie. Right. <laughs> it's just the whole movie. Um, um, I cringed the entire time. But it's the Vince McCain, Vince Fontaine. It's the Vince Fontaine for me. When he gets up there and does like the or like did you catch when marty said i caught vince fontaine putting something in my drink aspirin aspirin (laughs) i was like this movie is literally a cautionary tale but it's so idolized as the perfect whatever that i'm just like i can't i don't think i can do this anymore you guys i can't do it um, because at this point, it's just funny. And then, like, I kept focusing on, you know, the two Dannys in the film, where yeah. it's like, he could really hold his shit together during alone time with Sandy. What's yeah. up, Mario? Mario's here. What up, Mario? Glad Mario, to see you, pal. What's your favorite dirty line or part from Greece? <laughs> Mine's Vince Fontaine. Just the entirety of Vince Fontaine. <laughs> The audacity of Vince Fontaine. The audacity of Vince Fontaine. Because I was a Marty who just wanted to be with whatever like talented old person was in the room. I'm like, what have you really? Yes. Oh, I wish I could like comment back to Mario, but I can't. It won't let me. What if I show it? (gasps) Mario's on the ticker. He's on the ticker. Um, but yeah, like I so. It's Vince Fontaine for me, but I kept focusing on the two Dannys because Danny could only be a person if Kanicki wasn't around. And I was like, every guy I've dated is like this. Every Mm. guy just like waits 
to hold all of his nasty until his friends are around. And then he's talking to me some stupid way and he's stunting some stupid way and he's grabbing my ass some stupid way. And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> you know what's interesting though? We never see Knicky and Rizzo outside of them fighting. So we don't know anything other than them fighting. Frenchie and why she she's named yeah. that. That is a good part. Oh my god! And how she smokes like a French girl. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, you're right. We don't see number one. There was because more... the only because they're making out in his car, which is a pile of crap. So that's like the only intimate times we yeah. see them. But with Danny and Sandy, we see them being a couple. Well, like. And- Nikki was like a little bit heartbroken when Rizzo didn't want to see him anymore. Like he really yeah. like he felt that. Yeah. He felt that. When she was like, do not worry. You are not the one that knocked me up. You are clearly the one who knocked her up, Nikki. Yeah. You just yeah. had the wrong um reaction at a drive through or a drive-in. Drive-in. Um, but there were two instances where I wanted more hot goss. I wanted more hot goss about Rizzo and Zuko's hinted at relationship. I was like, I would just like for there to be one scene where Frenchie or Jan pull Sandy over and they're like, so here's what happened. (laughs) Because Rizzo is like volatile about ruining Danny's good time. Yeah. Yeah. And I would like to know why. Yeah. And I bet you it has something to do with that cha-cha girl. And uh, like, this is why I want to see the very first original Chicago version yeah. of Greece. Yeah. Because I was reading that they like, for the movie they took out, and I've seen the stage production, but now that I know it's like a watered down yeah. version, I'm irritated because like, they, they, where was I going with this? I don't know. Someone get the original <laughs> script. And let's do it. Let's make a show. The 1971 <laughs> Chicago version. That's what we're. That's, that's what, we're what we need. For. We need it. I need to know oh. what went down with Rizzo and Danny. Let's all speculate together. <laughs> well, and to add, I remembered my train. Um, they were saying in the article I was reading about how like Grease Two was supposed to also be sort of like here are all the characters that were in the original production that didn't make it into the movie. So like this is their like parts of the story. And I don't I haven't seen Grease Two in a long time. You and I have had this conversation, so I don't remember anything from Grease Two. It's a great movie. I need everyone to know right now that I will go to my grave being like Grease Two is a great movie. And the songs are good because in Glee, Ryan Murphy had to come for it and be like, and Finn was like, remember when we watched Grease and then we watched Grease 2 and you didn't know why no one liked Grease 2. And I told you it was because the songs aren't as good in Grease 2. And I was like, the songs are good in Grease 2. It my- is a fun movie, Mario. I'm it's putting Michelle that Piper, on the right? Uh-huh. <clears throat> And the guy who's Rex Manning, right? Yeah. From Empire Records? Yeah. It's Rex Manning Day. It's Rex Manning Day. Oh, Rexy, you're so sexy. Yeah. So um, they sing that Cool Rider song. A cool Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. A cool. Also, Grease 2 is the only way I got sex ed through that reproduction song. Reproduction. Reproduction. I think I've only class. seen this movie once. I think I've only seen Grease oh, 2 yeah. once. And then they do the girls for all seasons for the talent show. And then she sings about how her cool writer is dead. 
Um, and then oh they do, God. and then the kind of like Marty and other goofy guy um, couple. Oh, I also like Let's Bowl, Let's Bowl, Let's Rock and Roll. I also enjoy that song. Um, I sing it every time I'm about to go bowling. I'm like, let's bowl, let's bowl, let's rock and roll. And people are like, what the fuck? <laughs> you got a theme song for bowling? I was like, Grease too, motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, but the ones that are like the foil for like Marty and that horrendous looking man that they pair up Marty with in the movie is they have another couple and it's during the like red scare. So they, her boyfriend like he has the other greasers like crank a siren, like an alarm siren, like the commies are coming siren. And, <laughs> and then they rush to the bomb shelter that his parents or her parents have set up or whatever. And he tries to convince her that they need to have sex because what if they're the only people who are left <laughs> because they made it to the bomb shelter. And it's this whole song called Let's Do It For Our Country. Oh my God. It's the first time I felt like an American. <laughs> let's do it for our country our oh my country god. wants us to oh my gosh yeah. mm -hmm. this is this isn't this is a little intense so back mm -hmm. to greece we <laughs> the are first talking one. about greece the first one okay the fine. first one i don't I know what happened with danny and rizzo and i wish that the sequel had cleared that up yeah i think what happened with danny and rizzo is they hooked up Mm -hmm. you know like yeah backseat of a car situation he's not even classy enough to like take her to a motel room and lie about being married right about <laughs> taking her to a motel room and lying about being married <laughs> there was a movie in, that came out in the like 70 years ago 75 80 years ago that that was part of the that was part of the plot like the young 20 something teenage couple wanted oh. to do it oh, so they right. went to hotel and like pretended to be a married couple oh you so know they what? could rent a room together because they wouldn't be rented a room if they weren't married or married you know what i um am so glad fell by the wayside for greece too and for every movie after 1977 thank god we don't have the voracious making out fake moans that Rizzo and Kaniki perform oh, yeah. on when they're parking. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. And what's her face in Crater Face too? Like cha -cha. when Cha-Cha, when he like grabs her violently behind the head, which is normally a very hot move to yeah. have the hand. And he just makes it abusive and then yeah. pulls and then like eats her face. <laughs> I know that there are movies where the main oh, it's Crybaby. Crybaby is the movie that I am thinking of. I'm like, what's the movie that I'm thinking of where the makeout scenes are even grosser? And it's world renowned Johnny Depp starring movie, Crybaby. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in forever. I honestly oh couldn't God. tell you what happened because it's been so long and I've probably only seen it once. Oh, no. I used to watch Crybaby every time it was on TV. I own it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, I love that Frenchie is the voice of reason for the entire movie. And she's like, men are rats, Sandy. Yeah. And I was like, this just in, men are rats, mm -hmm. Frenchie. Like, Frenchie's she is the best. She's the best. And, you know, she's so innovative. Like, she's ahead of her time because, I mean, she didn't know that pink hair would become cool one day. Right. She was a trailblazer. Right. And she, like, for one thing... 
I love that, like, they are watching Sandy, like, be nice to that and that girl. And, and French is like, I don't know. Do you think she could be a pink lady? Like, she's just been waiting for eons for another nice yeah. person to be in their friend group. And I'm like, yeah. because, like, Marty and Jan, I love Jan. Brush on, brush on, brush yeah. <laughs> I love Jan. Um, still clocked the line where he told her that he thought he, she was more than fat. I wrote that down as a thing. Like, yeah. Jan's not fat through this whole fucking no. movie. She's not mm -hmm. fat. But they oh. put a big bulky sweater on yeah. her and make her talk about how she can't eat pie and yeah. then, like, all these things. And she's a fat girl. And then suddenly she's skinny at the end of the movie when at they're the doing the, the final number. Because her like, diet worked. Because <laughs> the diet worked. I'm just like, you know what, Hollywood? Fuck you. Yeah, it's bad enough when you order your food at a restaurant and the guy that you're with is like damn you can eat <laughs> i can in fact eat <laughs> i can in fact eat this entire large pizza to myself Thank i can it's going to make me violently ill later and i'm going to have to drink copious amounts of ginger tea <laughs> but for right now i feel like i can do it mm -hmm, you're mm -hmm. correct yeah um but i love frenchie i Beauty School Dropout used to be the song on the soundtrack that I would skip. Really? Just, Why? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't like him. I thought it was a boring song. You didn't like, what's his name? Frankie Avalon? No, I did not. <laughs> he, he's like he's like the beach movie guy. And that I know and he's in that thing you do. Isn't he? Don't they bring him in for that thing you do to be like some asshat on, when they're doing the movie on the beach oh i don't remember that i just I assumed know. it was bait that scene was based on um the frankie and annette movies oh yeah i do like so i always clocked rizzo in the beauty school dropout scene mm -hmm. i assumed marty. that marty was up front but i finally saw jan this go around i was like there she is it is all of them yeah Beauty school dropout. I felt bad for um for Frenchie too because like she was like I'm just having a hard time in all my classes and you're like yeah girl because beauty school's harder than it looks right. <laughs> oh see Mario agrees with me. It was his least favorite song too. Oh maybe because it's more ballad like and that's why I yeah, like it. I like ballad. Yeah, I like the slow. I think beauty school dropout in choir was the easiest one for me to sing and that's why I wasn't like about to pass it up <clears throat> all right well the easiest one to sing for me is hopelessly devoted to you <laughs> oh my god did you see the video of that Mariah Carey posted in tribute to Olivia Newton-John of them singing together no. mm -mm. Oh. I'm gonna send it to your dms right now okay um, I still get emotional. Speaking of hopelessly devoted to you, I remember her being next to a water feature when Danny's head pops up into the water and it was a fucking kiddie pool. I was like, why did I make up this entire pond in my head? <laughs> Anytime someone had a pond, like a water feature in their backyard, I would wait until everyone would go and then I would sing hopelessly devoted to you softly to myself. Also, I don't know if you all clocked at this, but Sandy is a witch. She wrote Danny a letter, and then to cleanse him from her soul, she soaked the letter in a baby pool. That's a cleansing ceremony. 
She's one of mine. <laughs> she's one of yours. She's one of she's, mine. She's one of us. She's one of mine. Um, but yeah, I love hopelessly devoted for you. I okay. Here's the question of the evening, though. Mm. Do we fault because all of the fault and blame as to why Greece is quote unquote detrimental to women always oh, falls. This is being horny as fuck. Well, yeah, <laughs> but also always falls to Sandy making the change to be sexy for her man. But Danny started it. Danny started it. Sorry for that loudness. And again, in my reading, apparently what was typical at the time, um, 71 and earlier, was men changing and conforming for women. Yeah. To be softer. Yeah. And so Greece was like, well, we're going to flip that script. And you know what? <laughs> Good on her for having a whole revolution. Like, she had a whole lution. <laughs> I don't think she keeps it up, though. I don't no, think it lasts beyond that one scene because... No. It's leather hard. is so unforgiving. <laughs> yeah, the minute she has to go to the bathroom, those pants are staying off. And like the amount of curl in her hair, I was like, "Ah, you don't like smoking that much, Sandy." Yeah, but yeah, I think that you're like because what I think it's overlooked, as you were saying, is Danny's transition throughout the whole movie. Like, it's not yeah. easy to let her in a sport. No, but he somehow did it, even though. He chain smoked the entire time he ran a lap. <laughs> well, okay, listen. Um, as a former smoker who if misses smoking every single fucking day, don't start smoking because you will miss it every day. I was a runner and a smoker at the same time. Wow. So yeah. I was, like I'm not saying that you can cheat your lungs cheat, out of yeah. it but if you do enough breathing oh, exercises yeah. like I, that's the thing like i understand they're like oh it's terrible for your lungs but what they don't tell you is that there are ways to like still keep your lung capacity strong while being a smoker it's like still eating fucking ice cream every day and going to the gym like oh. you know what i mean like it's eating the in theory they tell us eating ice cream and junk food every day is going to make us fat but if you're countering those calories with some sort of like intense workout so they can't store up and become fat, like it's true for I'm going to get canceled. <laughs> the American Lung Association's coming at me. People still smoke. People I know. still smoke. I go out into the world and I still see. Did I tell you that during COVID, I forgot that cigarettes were a thing and I oh. thought that everyone vaped it now. Oh, so the yeah. first time that I saw a lit actual cigarette i was like we still do this <laughs> thing whenever i see older like 45 year old to 50 year old smoking i'm always like but we're that like you guys like 45 and under were the generation that they heavily did anti-smoking campaigns yeah. like how did this happen mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know how people pick up their big, first cigarette tobacco that's how it happened because tobacco money is in everything is it capitalism um, I'm convinced capitalism exists because of big tobacco, because tobacco money is literally in everything. Yeah. Uh, if I'm murdered tomorrow, you know it was big tobacco. <laughs> Why? You said that you can still be a track star. She's a stunner. She's a track star, and she can still have a cigarette afterwards yeah. or during. <laughs> or during. <laughs> um, time periods. There's time periods. God, but, I'm smoking every day. Um, <laughs> I don't like smoking. I don't. It like 
for one thing, I probably have undiagnosed asthma layered right on top of my undiagnosed ADHD. <laughs> and so like, it just hurts and then it doesn't taste good. And I'm like, Oh God. Um, I, I'm not, I could go into a whole, into a whole thing about cigarette quality and what's better than not, oh, yeah. but we don't, we don't, we don't have do the that. time. We don't want to encourage and endorse. Well, my whole point is, is that Danny tried first to, uh, change himself and Sandy just stuck the landing. Yeah. Like, she just stuck Frenchie, it. can you help me? <laughs> I can't do an Australian Frenchie, accent. Can you help, help me? With something. P.S. Why the fuck was she in her socks at the car race? Like, was that's she so gross. Shoes? She had her shoes off. They were sitting next to her. So then after Frenchie comes over and is like, oh, hi, Sandy. How's it going? She's like, oh, hi, Frenchie. I need you to help with something. And then, like, as Frenchie's walking away, she's putting her kids back on. And I'm over here like, why were your shoes off? Why? You think that it was one disgusting. of those stupid directing calls that they make sometimes when they're like, it will make you look my last, Sandy. <laughs> or that you and were it, so nervous you kicked off your shoes. And then people like me who don't even allow shoes in my house would never walk in stocking yeah. feet outside. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I mean, I guess let's talk about the big transformation. I'm all for because here's another thing that Greece could be an allegory for. So, like, Sandy was the prime example of everything that a girl in that time period was supposed to be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then Rizzo was all of the girls that your mom and dad told you to stay away from. Yeah, because you don't want to grow up to be a you Rizzo. And then she has, like, a pregnancy scare, and everyone's like, of course Rizzo's having a baby. Yeah. Like, so anyways... And then, so Sandy, like, again, just like it is so much pressure and so exhausting to be the cool one, it is just as much pressure and just as exhausting to be the pure one. Yeah. And the good one. Yeah. And the one that's always trying to tell your friends, like, what if we were good people today? What if we weren't a bunch of trash mouths? Like, <laughs> Chrissy never looked like she was relaxed in now and then. <laughs> so I think what part of, like, Greece did with the Sandy character was it allowed women to be like you can be both in the same lifetime if not the same day yeah like you can say no as many times as you want but you can also like lean into the hoe yeah and I think that it's okay like yeah. I, I wrote down this thing I was like how could we go from being a horny as fuck society right. to this completely repressed situation when we know that education about all the things actually yeah. leads to better decision making <laughs> I don't know I heard that we're blaming Reagan I oh. can't remember why I know I we know blame Reagan because for, for AIDS spreading the way it did that yeah. I do know we just blame Reagan for anything. And, like, if anyone can answer the question, I'll make it a question. Like, yeah. Who made America such a prude? Puritans? Well, I mean, they were the first ones. Yeah. But they're not around anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And then, too, like, I don't know, was it scary or something? Like, again, it goes back to the more you have conversation and educate about a certain issue, the less likely, like, you're, you'll make poor decisions. 
Um, and that's the thing that's kind of frustrating for me because like people don't want to talk about sex. No. Like there are even parts of like it, I'm the age that I am and I'm finally comfortable with having conversations, but I still have weird and awkward right. conversations with do my you, kid. Like it's like there's still, a awkward conversation about sex. Do you guys still lie awake at night and wonder if you're still having sex wrong and like you still haven't figured out the mechanics? It's like, am I having sex incorrectly? No, I've never actually worried. I've never I've never had that problem. <laughs> okay, well let me tell you about something in Indiana. None of my friends were having sex, let alone telling us what sex looked like. Like, sex is scary when yeah. you are devoid of any conversa conversation about sex or yeah. any, like, wherewithal warning. Yeah. I shouldn't say that I'm the one having sex, Ron. I'm still having sex with partners that don't understand how the mechanics are supposed to look. It's like that episode of Friends. Yes. I also believe that TikTok calls it, like, rubbing the left flap. <laughs> And then asking you if you came. <laughs> like, and then TikTok, it's thousands of comments. They're always like, it's always the fucking left one. <laughs> it's always the fucking left one. Oh my gosh. So I know I'm not the only one just like sitting there with new sexual partners going like, I don't think you know how this works. <laughs> I don't think you know how this works. <laughs> And then, like anything else, it's experience and having mm -hmm. conversation and having a discussion with your partner of like, these are the, and that's the thing that pop culture, I think, does a really terrible job at doing is showing that representation of like, let's have a conversation about like, again, going back to the friends reference, because that's the first time I remember seeing it on TV when that episode aired mm -hmm. was like, you know, Chandler's like, I'm worried. I, I share a wall with Joey. I hear what happens. Da, da, da. And then they go through all the androgynous zones. And then, you know, the first time he and his girlfriend at the time have sex, he's like, it wasn't that great. Like, she wasn't happy. So then Rachel and Monica walk him through it. And he's like, what? 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 And then the next time we see the situation, girlfriends running into Monica's apartment, hugging both of them, thanking them. Yeah. But honestly, the onus is on the couple to have that conversation about. Mario, <laughs> Mario. Is so <laughs> Mario gets it because he's he's saying seven. Oh, seven. I yeah, thought seven, they were seven, question marks. No, I no, thought no. he was just like, "What the hell?" Because that's is what happening? Monica's doing she when said. she's yeah. Seven. And so, but the onus seven. is on the couple to have that conversation of like, "Here are the things that I like, and here are the things that this is like a no, like this is a no go," you know. That is why, while I thoroughly enjoy the show Never Have I Ever, this third season pissed me off every episode. I go, there she is, just all in her head. We even have a fucking third-party narrator not telling these kids, like, this isn't sh how it should be. If, if she would have one conversation with any of them, yeah. she would, like, all of this would be alleviated. <laughs> Yeah, but there's shame behind it. There's yeah. shame behind having those conversations and being open about it. And and it start and it starts really when we see that with Rizzo. Like Rizzo is like a confident woman. She knows who she is. She knows what she likes. She knows what she wants. She's 43. <laughs> She's a 43 year old confident woman. But she is shamed for all of those things. Mm-hmm. Even though Annette fucked Danny too. Yeah. Did we clock that? Annette fucked to Danny too. 
Yeah. They all fucked Danny, but then they wanted to talk about how Rizzo did it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there are worse things I could do was like literally one of those anthems that I would like carry with me as a teenager. And it was the same with like Take Me or Leave Me from Rent. Like there are just these songs that strong opinionated women get to latch on to mm-hmm. because the world doesn't understand you and I think there are worse things I could do would be the first one yeah 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 because you're right like what's Rizzo doing she's just going on dates and she's getting fucked and was did she take Nikki's virginity and that's why he had a condom since the second grade because she because like because like I looked at her going oh Oh, and it's like dawning on her that maybe Kaniki isn't actually experienced. And I'm like, I don't know, Riz, you're going to have to teach him the ropes, I guess. But then that's what it is, too, about this, like, so, like, summer nights, when, like, all Sandy wants to do is convince these people that a boy was nice to her. And then all Danny wants to do is convince his bros that he got laid. And I was like, and there it is. Yeah. 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 And they're so gross about it. Like, yeah. was she a good girl? Did she give it up easy? Um, excuse me? Are you saying that you should still go for it even after she says no? Because that's a problem. That's a problem, Grace. It's a problem. <sighs> At least they did call out their buddy for just like openly looking up people's skirts and the yeah. bleachers. I yeah, was that's like, well, the that's- line. That's the there line we want it. At least they did that. We found the line. It's, it's drawn at looking blatantly up women's skirts. But again, it's such a d- double standard, too, because here I am living in prudish America where no one is supposed to be touching one another. However, mm. all men talk about is touching us, and I'm not allowed to have any control or the upper hand in that. Because yeah. that is why Rizzo is a pariah. Not because she has sex with her boyfriends, because everyone's having sex with their boyfriends. She's a pariah because she actively seeks it out, and she always has the upper hand in it. And she actively will tell you no when she doesn't want it. Yeah. And, like, that's the thing. That's the difference between her and Sandy. Sandy doesn't know if she wants it. She's just saying no because she doesn't do those things because she's not there yet. Mm -hmm. Whereas Rizzo knows her line, and she's willing to... Not willing. She knows when to say, uh-uh, back off. Uh-uh, done. <laughs> Not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. I don't need no more hickeys from Kaniki. The fact they left that line in when we did it in high school. Like that's the, like there's so many things that are that kills me about watching this now as a grown ass adult, where I'm just like, you thought this was an appropriate performance for I the mean, senior class to do. Grease is so like avant-garde in, guard in the like vulgarity that we couldn't make it through Grease Lightning without him taking the plastic and just like rubbing it on his penis because yeah. they were like, uh-huh, that's where condoms go. And then he yeah. runs. Yeah. The whole time... You know, I love Glee. Remember when Coach Sylvester calls out Grace and Glee for being over-sexualized and inappropriate for the kids, and then she gets upset. Wade versus Unique wants to be... Rizzo. Rizzo. Rossi. I don't know. I do remember that. Oh. Thank you. 
I do remember that Glee episode. I do remember that Glee episode. However, I am also the daughter of a hot mom who went to Footloose the Musical at my high school and became very upset that the woman who was playing the, uh, the young lady who was playing the woman lead in Footloose could really make her hips go during the girl gets around and she did a great table dance <laughs> in low rise jeans and my mom was angry and she's like it's just inappropriate for you guys to be doing it i was like but all of the people in these movies are our age yeah because there was a big like theme in media where like the teenagers are out of control yeah yeah and i feel like that still kind of is something that we see but not as backhanded not as heavy-handed i mean but even like okay so the school announcements are going on and like rizzo's starting a poker game someone's (laughs) putting a dead frog in someone else's bag someone else is using a bunsen burner to smoke like no one is paying attention no one gives a fuck that they're at school or whatever i go i can't re- but like fast times at ridgemont high yeah. footloose i go that's how kids always used to look in school when they were in the media and now like it's like a mr feeny situation where whatever lesson the teacher is going over plays a pivotal role into the episode yeah yeah that's interesting i wonder if that was the boomers trying to sort of like shake their parents generation because because their parents generation you know world war ii is happening and like all these things so like there's this freedom that can't happen because there's a war going on and fire war bonds and you know where's your victory garden and rosie where are your rivets you know kind of stuff and then the war's over and like the economic boom happens and you know you can you have this generation who doesn't like doesn't remember the war but their parents do so now they're like so it's a culture clash because the parents lens is you're out of control but really maybe they're not actually out of control Mm -hmm. they just have more freedom because their parents generation didn't have any freedom i mean maybe um Plus, like, after World War II and all of that, as you know, I am not a timeline expert. Uh Uh-oh, you're frozen. That's fine. I'm going to write the banner. There you are. All right. Here's my question. What was the biggest block to the Sandy-Danny relationship? Was it the T-Birds or was it Rizzo? It was Danny. (laughs) I mean, also, yes. (laughs) I mean, true. I mean, I believe it was Danny because I find that his inability to be confident in who he is Mm -hmm. really gets in the way. Which he's supposed to be top dog. And it's like, you don't even like yourself, uh, Danny. Exactly. Exactly. He's top dog, but yet he can't stand up to these guys. He can't be honest with like, no, no, you are not. You don't like yourself. So go fuck off. To the point where during the dance off, he can't just tell Sandy, I fucked Cha-Cha too. I fucked right. every girl in this gym. Right. Okay. I fucked them all. Annette, yep. Cha-Cha, Rizzo. Like, the principal. The you principal, name it. The little secretary who's yeah. grinding up and down on Ziggy. Like I <laughs> fucked them all. I fucked them all, Sandy. Mm-hmm, and if mm-hmm. you haven't caught on to that, you haven't been paying attention. Yeah. Like to what which, tiny little town are you from that you don't get it? So which like part of it is like I'm like Sandy, this is on you too because mm-hmm. like 
you should have clocked it and you should have also said oh did you date cha-cha yeah and then like then it would have just been out there and then like if you had also been cool about it because this is an ev trope i hate i hate when we're mad because someone got wild before they met you yeah that's the dumbest shit I'm like, why am I mad that you dated three other people before you met me? You were just sitting at a window pond, like, pining. Yeah, like, why is the expectation for us to be, again, puritanical before we meet the... Like, it, you can't, you don't know who you are in dating Mm-mm. until you start dating. Which, right. for some of us, takes multiple attempts. Right. We're not all Corey and Topanga. It should take multiple attempts. Also, Corey tried to make multiple attempts behind uh, Topanga's back at a yes. ski resort. Yes. And also there was another, like somebody posted today on I am 30 on Instagram, another, like another attempt where he was like, quote, cheating. And I was like, because you have to try, you have to experience life. Corey it's- and Topanga are actually freaks. They're yeah. freaks. <laughs> The outlier is meeting your quote soulmate. Should you believe in such things at such an early age? Like that doesn't. When I watched Girl Meets World, I actively told Jules that Topanga should divorce Kippori. The (laughs) worst. It was the worst. Ugh, he's so like as an adult, I find Corey very, very frustrating. Yeah. Um. But you know, it's that whole back to Danny. Like what got in the way of Danny and Sandy's relationship? I really do believe it was Danny because he allowed Rizzo and the T-Birds to get in the way. Yeah. And he, we see him in the beginning being so caring and so loving with Sandy. And he's clearly comfortable with who he is when he's with her, but then refuses to allow himself that when she, when they, when she ends up at right out high, because he has a reputation to maintain. A reputation. Like, bro, your reputation can change. Like, it's like if we're it, the whole point is to evolve, evolve and grow. Like, that's part of living. I have never clocked how vehement, no, how ferociously uh, Rizzo goes after the Sandy Danny, the Sandy Danny relationship until this watch through. I was like, oh, it wasn't even like one or two like sarcastic comments. Like, it was gunning actual for. active. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What mm-hmm. did you do, Zuko? What did you do to Rizzo? Now I want the tea." Yeah, which we'll never get because the cast can never reunite. Because some of them are dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess we could ask the playwright. I would just like to know what Danny did to Rizzo. <laughs> I think just he's like, dead too. The play original, the original stage production's nineteen seventy one. I don't know if he cheated. I don't know if he wouldn't have sex with Rizzo, and that pissed her off. Like, did she try to cheat on Kaniki with Danny? Because he Cause said I something about sloppy that seconds. Can... Yeah, but okay. So that line kind of kind of threw me a little bit because I always understood it as Kaniki and Rizzo getting together. This is their first go around. Yeah. So I didn't understand. Oh, I don't do sloppy seconds unless he's saying that to intentionally be a dick because right. really like Kaniki's the sloppy seconds. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened between the Danny and Rizzo relationship, but I desperately want to. We should write fan fiction. Oh my God, can we? About <laughs> what happened. Well, what happened? What happened? 
let's all speculate. What mm-hmm. did Danny do to Rizzo? What um, did Danny do? I I don't know if we should talk about the pregnancy of it all because it ended up not just not being a thing. I like how he told her that she shouldn't be on a Ferris wheel, though. Yeah, what was that? You shouldn't be on that Ferris wheel in your condition. Americans don't know anything about pregnancy. I was like, I'm sure she's fine. I'm sure it's fine. Like, chill. Chill, chill, chill. Um, Speaking of the dance-off, when I taught kindergarten, um, schools thought that they were doing me a favor by allowing my kids, the kindergartners, to come to an event earlier than everyone and then sit and watch the rest of the school file into the event. No. Which is the opposite. You have to rope off my section. Yeah. And then have us come in. So to stave off mutiny because the kids had to be patient or wait or whatever. I taught my kindergartners the hand jive. Yes. And we would do it every time we had to be be patient. Every time we'd have to be patient, I would just like hand jive. I'd be like, come on. Let's do it. (laughs) And one time we were at an assembly and my friend was backstage because he was helping with sound or lights for the said assembly. And I was leading the hand jab with my kids. And I'm always just like focused when you're a kindergarten teacher, you are only focused on your pleasant little group of asshats. And you're yeah. like, no one's puking, no one's peeing, no one's anything. We are doing the hand jab. So then I heard my friend's very specific Nat look at me whistle. <laughs> And I looked at him and he like motioned to the rest of the school and I had somehow gotten everyone to do the Oh, I love that. <laughs> he goes, it started like very slowly, like just like a couple of the older kids were like yeah, looking at like, one another. Into and it, like, we're into it. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, I mean, we got to sit here. <laughs> yeah. And then because some of the other older kids were doing them, some of the other kids were like, I don't know, fuck yeah. it. I guess we're doing the hand job. And you got everyone to do it and you didn't know. I go, no, because I was like looking at my worst kid going, look at me, look at me, look at me. We are hand driving and that is all we are allowed to do right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I kind of love that. That actually, I do really love the gym scene where they are on Mm -hmm. national bandstand, a ripoff of American bandstand. I love it. In like all the dancing. Oh, so much fun. Please, please tell me you were also the child who was like, I'm going to learn this dance and do it in the living room and irritate the shit out of everybody. Did you learn the cha-cha leg move that I didn't think was this impressive during this go around? I was like, is cha-cha that good of a dancer or does she just have really frilly outfits? And great legs. And great legs. Like Cha-cha was also 52. Like I was like, how old are these people? (laughs) We need mature adults to play in this movie because it's so vulgar um that scene that dance scene and then also obviously the end dance number too like those were the ones that i was like all right move the furniture back julia's in the room we're doing the dance i love that like danny and cha-cha win the little contest or whatever and they have to do a spotlight dance and danny like instead of just going like i should probably find sandy he just like 
<laughs> like, he immediately goes into it. I just feel like that's also probably true of just John Travolta. Yeah. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. Let's remember that I opened the show by going like, is John Travolta another dude that they've just decided it doesn't matter if you can sing or not? You just get to be in the musical movie. And when did Saturday Night Fever come out? Was that 79? It was before? Yeah. That's what my therapist said today. I'm not sure though. Because he, his outfit at the national bandstand was actually very reminiscent of the 70s which Mm -hmm. i was like okay you're letting us know this is the 70s rather than you're taking us out of 1959 with the way that his shirt is open right now i like that scene because they all reacted as high schoolers should if a tv crew is at your high school where you're just like following and you're just like doing this yeah 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 Yeah. especially in that era because you know we didn't that you know this is a generation and several generations to follow did not grow up with like television at your fingertips in this way so it's you know new it's a novelty whereas now i can like basically create a tv show from my phone and load it to instagram and not act crazy oh yeah what you 1977 saturday night fever is 1977 why i go to therapy to be right so how do you go from saturday night fever to playing a high school kid like this is the thing that kills me the 80s did the same shit because some of the cast in breakfast club six months later was in saint elmo's fire (laughs) i love saint elmo's fire i mean i don't i'm not mad at it but it's like one of those things when you look at who's in the cast of Breakfast Club and then you look at who's in the cast of St. Elmo's Fire, you're like, like Emilio, you literally just had detention. God. I will say that when it came to Vince Fontaine, Kaneki and Danny weren't great men, but they were men who kept the pervert away from their ladies. Yeah, that's also <laughs> you're that's like, true. Mm-hmm, pervert, true. you can go right back to Marty. Oh, excuse me. In... Saturday Night Fever, he's 19. Oh my god. Even, but still, again, I don't believe that you're 19. Oh, it's on, on on Showtime. Maybe I'll watch it this weekend. Okay, we talked about the like grope at the drive-in, but we didn't talk about the grope at the drive-in. Number one, <laughs> Danny goes into grope Sandy. With the arm. In the same awkward-ass fashion as Penelope, my cat will pretend like she's stalking up to me while making dead eye contact with me. Which that move lives in infamy because lives in infamy. But like the TV shows everywhere. As 20 minute, like he did the robot before he landed on her boob. <laughs> Danny! Danny! You piece of tin. I love I also love the trip because Oh Sandy! Because men still do this today. Like she's upset and she's pouting in the car. And he's apologized and he doesn't know what else to do. So he goes, I know, a trinket. And he's just like, I'll make her my girl with my ring. But then he also thinks that that's going to get the green light yeah. to get dirty. Even though she said, now I know that you respect me. And I was like, no one respects anyone, Sandy, in the 50s. No. Because no once doesn't meant meant try again no yeah. once meant try and try and try and try and try until you so get i guess there is a case to say that like danny wore sandy down until she was like fine i'll wear leather pants 
Which, huh? Jokes on you because these are going to be real hard for you to get off. <laughs> My God. Oh. Uh, but yeah, the drive-in scene. Yeah, that was intense. Like, first of all, like I wish drive-in still existed. Oh, I mean, in the winter time, there's one nearby like that will open up in the winter seasons because uh, it's too hot in the summer to try and do a drive-in like mm-hmm. triple digits or whatever um and that's fun but they only do like kid-friendly movies as you know i don't like going out with children so i'm over here like how are we supposed to get it on in the car if you're only showing kid-friendly right. movies Rude. not that i would get it on in the car it's you know mm, probably not now <laughs> Because of all the bending my body would be forced to do. Um, you know that some car, like. I know cars are huge now. They're practically bedrooms at this point. Yeah. Like my front seat, the passenger seat actually will lay all the way flat. Yeah. Like maybe that's what we should start asking potential partners on dating apps. Is, is their car. Do you have a car? And if so, does the front seat fold down all the way? <laughs> oh my god. I don't think I could ask that. <clears throat> I just want the lowdown. Like, can I get down in your car? My car? No. I drive an SUV, so we could actually put the back seats down and have like a whole like station wagon situation. Well, I guess you and I should trade cars if you're going to be such a Sandy at the beginning of the movie that you can't (laughs) even get down in a car. Clearly, you haven't dated enough men who live with their parents. Um, Well, I was always the one living with my parents. That's why. It's like, you have your own place? Let's date. (laughs) Let's Let's date. Doesn't matter that you're a pile of garbage. A pile of garbage. We can hang out somewhere without parental adults because. Do you think that the majority of the movie is actually told through Danny's lens? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Between the drive-in and the diner scene where he's trying to hide them from through a menu, from when yeah. when it's not Olivia Newton-John scene in a solo. Or Danny is just like absent from yeah. the scene. It is mostly from his lens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Um, and I think that's you know a byproduct of the writers being male. Yeah, because they don't. They've never. This is how. This, this is okay. This is my opinion. Take it or leave it. When you have an overactive imagination and you kind of like wonder what it's like to be something else. Mm-hmm. you know you can create characters that are unlike you right yeah but when you have a write what you know lens mm-hmm. it makes other characters flat because the one character that's you is clearly flushed out because you're filling in everything about you into that character right but you're not imagining what it's like being the other characters so you're only getting a snippet so that's what makes you know the story through one per in my opinion through one person's lens and i struggle with stuff like that because as we heard on something earlier today you know when all the characters are really well rounded and fleshed out in a way that you can like really be like oh that person could 100 percent be this person in my life 
that's what makes brilliant writing. Yeah. Um, I don't think Greece is brilliant writing. I think what? it's vulgar writing. Greece is the word that you heard. Uh-huh. And also the shit people put in their hair. So it makes it really hard to run your hair through their fingers. Trust me, I've dated greasers. We have not had that conversation. Um, Can we now? Is it FaceTime call now? Where we just <laughs> unhinge the show and we're like, look. Tell me more about these greasers. What are their names? What are their addresses? Like, what are their uh, rising moon signs? I, it, it, but, but Grease is fun. It's a fun sing along. It's a fun thing. <laughs> it's the same. It's, it's the same with Mamma Mia. I don't yeah. need Mamma Mia to be fraught with tension. Yeah. Mamma Mia is a musical that's written from ABBA songs. Yeah. I don't need it. I don't I don't need it to be Phantom. I don't need it to be Alexander Hamilton. I don't need it. And honestly, I, like you could have just put ABBA songs with Greece backgrounds yeah. with Grecian scenes and we would have been fine. We, we would, would have, have loved fine. that too. It could have literally have just been Meryl Streep twirling for two yes. hours. Mm-hmm. Remember when they Here's what I can't stand about movies. Remember when they advertised Happy Feet as this like two hour music video with penguins and then you got to Happy Feet and it was actually in an it was actually propaganda against zoos. And I was like, I didn't want to be depressed today. Yeah, I came so, to Happy Feet. So funny story. That was the first movie I took my child to the movie theater for because we love movies. Like, mm -hmm. you know this. Like, we're a movie-heavy family. Grew up watching movies. My dad's obsessed with television. Like, it's a genetic thing. So it's like, great. You're old enough that you can finally sit through a movie. And it's a kid movie. Yeah. 25 minutes in, he's like, no. And gets up and starts to leave. <laughs> I was baby J in that situation. And I too was like, what like, the fuck? Honey, like, maybe he wasn't ready to sit through movies. And we were talking about it recently. And he's like, I hate that movie so hard. I was like, funny story. Told him exactly what I told you. And he's like, looks like I've had good taste for a long time. <laughs> so yeah. Fair, like, fair. So when you say we're going to make a musical using Abbasons. I would find it odd if that musical was about the Rwanda crisis. Right, like, right. It would be inappropriate. Right. So right. if we're just doing diner doo-wop songs, yeah. then you have to lean into the greaser thing. So there was this group that used to tour churches called the Convertibles. Oh, my God. And they, I think they contributed to my grease obsession because they would come every year. We bought the tape the cassette tape i listened to it on repeat knew every fucking song not realizing that they had taken like you know you know um like soda shop songs yeah. and sort of like rewritten the words they to be a little religious it's fine oh like scamilton yeah. man y'all yeah, so i am so in deep on scamilton yes Hold on, on put a pin in that real quick. And so they would do a play every year. Yeah. They come and do a musical every year with these like bebop songs or whatever you want to call them. And here's the thing: can't tell you one fucking thing about the theme of the show because all I remember is the singing and dancing because they had very little story happening. I mean, because we just wanted to hear your version of the Temptations, really, yeah. like or or not the Temptations. That's too late. But like Frankie Valley. Frankie Valley. Yeah. 
the convertibles. Yeah, I'm so deep on Scamilton. Yeah, you kind of you sent me a bunch of stuff because I was like, what oh. are you talking about? And I yeah. love Lin Manuel's spot. Where he's like, lawyers will do what lawyers do. I'm yeah. like, that's the most gangster thing I've ever heard say out of anyone's mouth. Also, that's like, don't come for me because yeah. I will fuck you. Like, I thought Disney was the scariest guy around. It might be Lin. It might be Lin Manuel. But yeah. then they unearthed that this isn't the first time. They also have a greatest showman about God. Oh my God. <laughs> and like, it's it's an adult playing Hugh Jackman show. He's like in his 40s. And he's like, ladies and gents, this is a moment you're waiting for. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. Just yes. no. Just so no. they did greatest showman too. And it's like the audacity that you believe that Alexander ha- Hamilton had anything to do with your god it's like let's skip over the first amendment right let's skip over it where they clearly have outlined we do want separation of my god we will not allow religion to dictate the rules of this land which is ironic because really they did they really did allow it they really did. Also, but the point is, is they created doctrine that said, don't allow they it. They wrote something down <laughs> and we choose to bring it up every once in a while. The thing of it all is, is I do feel bad for those kids because now those kids will always be known as being the like really bad singers in Scamilton. Yeah. And then and it's like, why would you really set kids up, up like that? Yeah. Because what, I mean, I went to church with kids who were like, I'm going to go and have a career on Broadway. Yeah. And the entire time they sing like, Jesus Christ, a superstar. <laughs> or like Russell Crowe in Les Mis. Oh. Or Pierce Brosnan in Mamma Mia. Will you call me, baby? Or Don't you John need Travolta me? Increase. SOS. I'm just saying that when Sandy asks him if he's ever thought about professionally singing, he doesn't have to change his voice that much to do the like bad part of the song. And I was like, see, I was like, John Travolta knows he can't sing too. <laughs> but yet he got cast in, you know, additional because he was in Hairspray. He was, but I don't think the person who plays the mom in Hairspray. I don't think that that is a role also where you care if the person can sing or not. Like, that was just stunt camp casting for the movie. People wanted to see John Travolta in drag. Yeah, okay, fine, fair. But in my opinion, every cast member should be able to sing. Yes, no, that is also my philosophy. Don't do Footloose if you have no dancers in your cast that year. Save it. Save it for another year. Put it on a shelf. Or, you know, bring in a dance trainer. Or bring, year- in, bring in that guy from Bring It On. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, the Scamilton thing is all over my TikTok. I'm like, you all have to stop sending me clips of these poor children. Well, it's because you fell down that rabbit hole. So now the algorithm's like, hard. Natalie loves Scamilton. Because here's the thing, too. They didn't change enough of it. Where, like... For it to not be copyright infringement. Right. For you to, like... They didn't change enough of it at all for it to even be comical. So you're just sitting through a child, very badly singing, satisfied. And you're literally just waiting for her to drop Bible verses. But they're never coming. <laughs> 
And then at some point she goes, my God above. <laughs> and then that's it. <laughs> so you're you like, know, <clears throat> that's why I always get sucked in because I'm like, ooh, how did they make weight for it? About they virginity. Didn't. <laughs> they didn't. They, they didn't. didn't. Spoiler alert. They, they couldn't just, figure it out. They just wanted they're not to rip as brilliant. off Hamilton. Yeah. And I'm not even saying that they're the first people to rip off Hamilton. I'm sure that there are ho-dunky little theaters places that think that they can get in, um, away with it before Lynn unclenches those rights. But now, but in the age of TikTok, you cannot. You can no, no. And we've had this conversation, but in, in context of comedy where it's yeah. like, I would 100% be the performer who's like, guess what, bitches, you're locking up your phone. Yeah. When John Mulaney <laughs> no, none me, of this is ending up on any of your social platforms. When John Mulaney asked me on Thursday to put my phone in a pouch that I would not have access to for the entire show, I was like, you know what, John? You know what? You did it. You had an intervention. You went to rehab. And you took a year and you made it funny. And I don't deserve <laughs> to share that with anybody. Like, yeah. I will put it in the in the baggie. Yeah. However, I was the only person who still got to have a selfie at the John Mulaney show. Because that's what happens when you know people who work at the theater. So as soon as my bro came over to say hello, I was like, hi, we're taking a picture. I would still like to stunt for the internet. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I feel like... <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the thing of it is, too, is when it comes to Lin Manuel Miranda's content and musical library, mm -hmm. I believe that there are people who should be doing it and people who are doing In the Heights that shouldn't be doing it. You and know what know I want to do are. with my life at some point? I would love to be able to just spend a couple of months in new york hitting every broadway show i oh, can yeah. oh yeah but like maybe hitting them in preview so it's not as expensive correct that is the way to do it yeah um or because you know where much. i live where i live we don't even get the touring cast we get the second touring cast oh. who's like touring at the same time but smaller theaters so you don't even get like the greatest touring cast you get these guys bless their hearts they work really hard hearts. and they're doing a really good job but it's like it's like Sometimes you know when there are you, differences mm -hmm. it's like you know when you watch tv and it's not pepsi because they slapped a label over it yeah to be you know when, or whatever the fuck they called it you know when you're cola? at a bar and Blue you cola? ask for a gin and coke and they gave you a gin and rc and you're like yes. oh i can tell the difference yes that's 100 percent. and i feel awful saying that because i would 100 oh, yeah. percent probably be the second tier that does the podunk city tour listen there's no one who supports anyone anyone who's living on the road like that than me but there are differences um because we saw Hamilton, I went and saw it with a friend. I can't believe I just called that person a friend. Nope. <laughs> um, in Whoop. San Francisco, and when you order it from Wish, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm dead. Right, it's Hamilton, but you ordered it from Wish <laughs> or Shane. <laughs> 
when you order from Shane, but you forget to read the reviews and look for the pictures only reviews. That's oh what you got to do on Shane. Did you see all the stuff about Shane and like the toxicity of their clothing? Oh my god! Is it poison? Okay, okay. We'll digress in a different way. Um, Is my t-shirt poison? Do I need to go? I don't know change? how high the levels are, but like, there's all this stuff floating on the internet about the toxicity. I'm sorry, friend. I forgot you ordered from them. I've only ordered once. Just stop ordered. <laughs> I've only ordered once because I needed graphic tees because yeah, of my well, new career trajectory. Yes. <laughs> Um, back to Grease Lightning. I feel like the live version, mm -hmm. which I haven't watched, is the version from Wish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that without having seen it, which is probably like the most ignorant thing. But that's what the internet's for, to say things without any info, yeah. right? <laughs> Yeah. I should watch it and then come back and be like, no, I was right, or eh, I was wrong. <clears throat> this just in, Natalie's shirt is probably poisoning her. I, I hope I go quick. I shouldn't be laughing. Okay, I listen, I don't want, here's the thing. Good. Okay, Vanessa Hudgens, okay. you did a good job. I was good? Really, Mario? I don't watch them. I don't watch but Mario, them. you know what? His opinion is good, though. Like, we've only disagreed on a handful of things, but that's taste preference. Like, he's a good marker for when something's yeah. quality. I don't watch the live um, musicals because they make because me mad. Because the sound of music with Carrie. Carrie that was the last one that I could do. Underwood was so bad. I was enraged. And then I thought, do I become one of those people who just live tweets their rage on the internet? But then everyone else got all pompous, like, well, at least they did something. No, no, no. 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 That's rewarding bad behavior. We do not reward bad behavior. That Sound of Music version was so bad that if Christopher Plummer, he was alive when it happened. He was alive. I, but like, it's like, no, just no. Sound of Music is one of the best films, musicals of all time and it's so long so we had to sit through carrie underwood i mean i didn't because i turned acting. it off Let's after her. seven minutes girl can i sing. love her girl's got pipes but acting is not her thing bless her heart and that was the last time i watched one of the live ones because they pissed me off and i was tired of being angry and then i was like i was like oh my god am i one of so I know it's not actually happening, but because I typed it, I'm like, is my shirt giving me a rash? <laughs> maybe take the ticker down so that maybe, way it's not maybe, reminding you. And then that David way you don't like psycho, you don't like psycho trip yourself into. Is my rash from Sheen? Is it from <laughs> David's bridal? We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. One time I went to go get, because there's this bakery in town that makes ma fresh macarons every day, the French ones, mm -hmm. and they're, mm -hmm. it's like my favorite dessert in the whole entire world. And I went in and I was like, oh, what are your flavors today? And he rattled off a bunch of flavors of coconut. And I was like, oh, I'm allergic to coconut. I can't have any of those. And he's like, oh, this one doesn't have coconut. And I was like, 
but it's in the cabinet and yeah, it, like the, the edges are literally touching each other yeah. so i just better not and he's like well what happens first of all that's not a question you ask somebody when they just tell you you have they have a food allergy what if i like what if i lifted up my shirt sleeve <laughs> and it was rat. just like raw skin the entire time i'd be like jules <laughs> you have to send me those clickbait articles when they when they Mario, literally, people tell me that I'm in my head about being allergic to coconut. And I'm like, yeah, because my feet, my hands and my face swelling up is in my head. And then sometimes like red and splotchy and I'm very itchy. Like, no, don't act like my coconut allergy is fake just because you don't know anybody like, like with, with it. You like cabin fever. I have to admit, I have to. Yeah, so that that has something to do with my impending rash. <laughs> now we have digressed into a FaceTime call. We really have. Um, let me scan my notes one more time to make sure that there wasn't anything. Oh, John Travolta doing a tough guy walk, even when oh, he's trying to like dance a, a basketball. He had a it was like he had a butt plug in or something. Oh, like no, no disrespect to butt plugs, but like you know what I mean? And like it was that moment of like, did I put something up there for you to walk like that? We didn't talk about Marty catfishing dudes in the <laughs> Marines. Was it catfishing? I, I grew up to catfish a lot of dudes on AOL chat, and I'd like to thank Marty. <laughs> Have you listened to the most re- recent episode of Pod Meets World? No. When you do, girl, you message me immediately. My backpack just fell and it started. Oh, I thought it was Josephine. <laughs> no, she's by the door. Poor thing. It's <clears throat> it's not as hot today as it has been in days past, but I'm just like, I would like to wait until the sun's like behind the trees before we venture outside. Well, I guess the time has come where we take Grace and we rate our comfort levels with Grease again. So how comfy, if you are still comfy, are you with Grease? Listen, this movie has, makes me so uncomfortable. I know, me too. But, not but, having said that, <clears throat> I will still fucking watch it. <laughs> I will go back Which, to not listening to the dialogue. What does that say about me now that I know that it is a horrific movie? It is really uncomfortable to watch. I don't it's know if so I can watch it anymore. I don't know if I can watch it anymore. And if instead I just need to stick to the soundtrack. But then they're like are they're horrific lines in the soundtrack. <laughs> the chicks will cream for grease lettuce. I like that the chicks will cream is what you think is the most horrific line in all of Greece. So the it's fact not, that women that are getting wet not, over like, greaser cars. That is not what I think is the most horrific line. But I don't remember it from oh, before. Yeah. So it's like when that line happened, this time I was like, why don't I that's remember only, that line? That's the only line I remember from Grace Lightning. <laughs> it's, it's like the one that they emphasize the most. <laughs> I don't think I can watch Grace anymore. Mostly because it takes me out of my suspension of disbelief to be watching 40-year-olds play teenagers. Like, they just yeah. look really old. Yeah. And then there, you, you, you got to give it to Olivia Newton-John though. I she was Olivia so Newton-John. good in this movie. She was the youngest looking one. 
Yeah. And she was so good. And she, like, she was so good. And they all did, and Stalker Channing was good as Rizzo. I mean, she has always cemented in my head as Rizzo. But I have come to the age where I'm like, oh, I guess I can't watch people who look like me play teenagers anymore doing teenager bullshit. Yeah. With that said, Natalie and I are both available for any high school television show or movie you are looking to cast. There are worse things I could do than go with a boy or two. I completely lost that. (laughs) Hire me like you hired Pierce Brosnan for Mamma Mia. (laughs) I mean, really? Um, But yeah, I don't know. You know what? It will be a really good test to see if I could watch it again if it's on. Because I I used to never turn it off if it was on, but we'll see now. And then part of it, too, is that Grease isn't actually that witty or interesting. Like, I was actively getting bored in between songs. Did we talk about that? I was getting bored in between songs. Like, usually I try to not play with my phone. Because we're supposed to be working. <laughs> yeah, taking like I like to take notes and I like to be like come yeah uh huh. I literally have very few notes for this. Yeah, Grace. It's, it's full of doodles. This page is full of doodles. It's not very witty, and it's not very funny. So when you have to sit there, and I thought that the songs happened in more rapid succession than they right. actually do. So when you're just sitting through minutes yeah of 40 year olds being teenagers mm-hmm. talking about relish on dicks mm-hmm. I'm like I don't know I had such a soft spot for this one everybody does it's everybody a does. phenomenon for a reason I mean people lose it I told you know and it's it's fine okay Mm -hmm. but when you analyze it through the pop culture makes me jealous lens or through the men i've tolerated before lens you know it's clearly problematic i mean we didn't even talk about how fucking white this movie is oh it is very white um i don't know if you all know this but 1950s that was just like a very white decade yeah (laughs) in our country there are never people of color in that decade no, clearly there's, you know, we yeah. didn't exist until <laughs> even after they integrated schools, we still didn't really exist. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it'd be interesting if somebody gave it a 21st century refresh with without being like thoughtless about it. Because like the yeah. John Legend cover of Baby It's Cold Outside is trash. That song is trash. They never should have made it. It's trash. But if somebody was to be thoughtful about Grease and mm-hmm. working it in a way where you do have a, a diverse casting, diverse setting, especially Chicago, I think it's supposed to, I think the original play is set somewhere in like the Chicago area. So I'm just like, well, there's hella black people in Chicago. Like, yeah. come on. Um, I think that it would be really interesting to see you know, not colorblind casting. That's mm-hmm. not what I'm saying. I'm saying rework Grease to be less vulgar, be smart about the sexual innuendos, not gr- like not vulgar about it. Yeah. 
like an, an intelligent version of Greece that's entertaining. I would be, I would love to see something. I would love like that. that. But please also know that I get pissed off when things are over censored. <laughs> so when I went and saw it in Indiana and they were like bypassing dirty oh. jokes and not cursing and they kicked, they like, um, took out you're the one that i want i was like yeah. then why do greece <laughs> yeah see that doesn't make sense to me either because then you're losing the essence of what's right. happening because the point of the show is is to see this guy who's in this completely like underbelly subculture that nobody respects and nobody has appreciation for but he's still kind of cool in his social setting but he's a subgenre mm -hmm. make the conversion to catch and reclaim i'm saying that deliberately right. this girl who's pure and beautiful and lovely and like what we're all told we need to be but at the same time she's going through the her own transition to meet him in his subculture mm -hmm. so like when you take out those things and censor it down then you're losing the transition and the right. growth <clears throat> and like let's be clear teenagers are trash mouths <laughs> And they do talk stupid because they don't know anything. Yeah. So they just talk stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, there's teenagers do a, a version of code switching too, right? Like we yeah. all know code switching is very like a thing that the, you know, black community is famous for. Um, But, you know, we do not to co-opt it, but every culture and, ver and subculture has their own version of code switching. And, you know... I saw that with my with my own teens group of friends. Yeah. Like they knew how to behave in front of me, quote. And then the minute I am, you know, out of sight, but still within earshot because the apartment's small, they're going back to being, you know, teens. Yeah. So there's like a point too where I'm just like, you, I guess, you know, I guess I think that Sandy would be in AP classes if AP classes existed yeah. in 1959. No. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not really. I guess I'm just not interested in being comfy with Greece anymore. Yeah. So there you have that. it. Yeah, I get that. I'm not sad to let it go. I mean, I'm not going to stop hopelessly devoted to you if it comes up on my playlist. Mm. So it's just like Elvis. I'm not sad to let you go and to realize that you are a cultural appropriator. Yeah. I'm still going to listen to Hound Dog. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, when you get the chance to watch that Mariah Carey video, Hopelessly yeah. Devoted with her and Olivia, oh, so good. Yeah. So you done good, Olivia Newton-John, and you did your best with the hand that was dealt to you when it yeah. came to Greece. Yeah. So thanks for letting all of us secret hoes know <laughs> that at any moment we could put on our leather pants. Just, just make sure, just make sure it's in the winter time because the, winter the minute time. you sweat, those fuckers are either sealed, not coming off, or if you, you finally steal. get them off, not getting back on. Yeah. All right, Jules, tell everyone again where they can find you. All right, friends, you can find me on the gram. That's where I spend most of my time. <clears throat> the julia washington t-h-e julia washington you can also find my show on instagram pop culture makes me jealous same name you can find the pod 
podcast wherever you find your podcasts and listen to it this week. We are in our summer rebroadcasting uh, mode. So this week, I think we are going, we are revisiting our discussion about Moxie, which is the Netflix original. It's based on a book. So, you know, I love a book to screen adaptation. Um, Last week we revisited Mean Girls. So that's a good listen. Um, Should I do our plug for tomorrow? Yes. Since it's on your channel. Yeah. Uh, Natalie and I will be live on Instagram tomorrow night, Tuesday, August 23rd. 23rd. We will be discussing the first two episodes of the prime original, A League of Their Own, which is an homage to or a different version or different facet rather of the movie based on the All-American Girls Baseball League. That ran from 1943 to 1954. We will be live on Instagram on my channel. Pop culture makes me jealous. You do not want to miss that because Natalie and I both fucking love the 1992 version of A League of Their Own. So we're very excited to dive into that conversation. That's 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. And then the replay will happen whenever we finish our FaceTime call on that show. (laughs) And then I'm Natalie Katona, your hostess with the mostess and your Midwest hot Hollywood hot host of To All the Men I've Tolerated Before. Uh, we drop episodes every Thursday. This Thursday, it will be um, one of my friends and I writing romance novel synopsis on the fly based on Tinder dating profiles that I found. And last week, we <laughs> it's a real good episode. It's called Twilight Sucks Hard. Cause I'm funny <laughs> and it's all about how Stephanie Myers damaged young women from coast to coast when it came to those sparkly vampires. Um, but yeah. And then a league of their own tomorrow. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. I'm ready to kick it. Stay cozy out there. Stay comfy or don't. What if it sucks? <laughs> Put on your hoe pants. Put on your hoe pants. <clears throat> Grab I'm a cup go, of tea. I'm going to go see if my skin is melting off for my cheap t-shirt. <laughs> we'll 